Maryland drivers, did you know a vehicle is stolen every 49 minutes in the state of Maryland? The key to preventing theft is in your hands. Lock your car, take your key, use an anti-theft device. Learn more about vehicle theft prevention at mdautotheft.org. Enjoyed that with Bernie Smilovitz. Thanks for those of you that tweeted me uh, the same. Yeah, been a long time since uh, I don't think I've had them on the show. There was no reason at various times to have them on the show because the teams there were just so bad um, and the Lions so bad. It's funny, the uh, in watching the Lions the last couple of weeks at Ford Field on national television as a standalone game, all of the people that would be tweeting, is it Thanksgiving? Because that's almost what it felt like. Um, they'll have a massive Thanksgiving Day game next year. By the way, if Baltimore wins the Super Bowl, and the Orioles don't prevent them from playing the uh, the initial game of the 2024 season. Remember, when they won the Super Bowl in 2012, the Orioles would not move the start time of their scheduled game, which forced Baltimore to open as the defending champions on the road in Denver uh, against Peyton Manning and the Broncos. Um, but... If Baltimore is able, as a, as a defending Super Bowl champion, to open up the 2024 season, you know that one of their home games next year, Washington. And they typically save the bigger matchups, and they play Philadelphia in Baltimore next year as well. Uh, they'll, have, you know, they'll have the games against Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and Cleveland. But as we saw last year, because there were several options for Kansas City, including a rematch of the Super Bowl with Philadelphia, you could put any team into that spot in a season opener, and it's going to draw a massive rating. I bet you that if Baltimore wins the Super Bowl, Washington is a legitimate candidate, especially with the number 2 overall pick in the NFL draft playing quarterback. They'll be a legitimate candidate to be the home opener and the first game of the year next year against the right up the street 30 miles, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I wanted to uh, mention one thing about that letter that we read from and talked about at the end of the show, the Ted Leonsis letter yesterday that he sent out to fans and supporters and customers and athletes and employees and union workforce and sponsors and partners and extended family members. I mean, he wrote this letter to everybody. And Denton and I had read through it real quickly at the end of the show, and I read through it after the show in a little bit more detail. And it's definitely an effort by Ted to say, hey, um, don't blame me. Uh, I'm the owner of teams that, you know, basically are the teams of Maryland, Virginia, and DC, you know, I'm DMV team owner. Um, and oh, by the way, I'm not moving the team that far away, even though, you know, from a traffic standpoint, it may seem like a long way away. But there was one thing that he wrote in his very, very lo- long letter, um, which clearly he is trying to explain his side once again without taking questions. But anyway, there's this one paragraph that I wanted to read real quickly. It was titled, it was uh, headlined Capital One Arena. In downtown Washington, D.C., I want to address the situation, Ted writes, around Capital One Arena. We care about downtown Washington, D.C. We are proud of the years of support that we have provided, and that is why we would be open to the opportunity to maintain a presence by continuing to manage Capital One Arena 
through 2028 and beyond. We intend to continue to support downtown Washington, D.C., and we are confident that in working with the city, Capital One Arena can remain a vibrant part of the fabric of downtown Washington, D.C. for years to come. At the same time, it is clear to us and many of our neighboring businesses and residents in Chinatown that the needs of downtown Washington, D.C. and its businesses and residents are significant and challenging for the city. Just as monumental sports and entertainment was part of the initial renaissance of downtown Washington, D.C., we would like to be a part of the next renaissance. Um, Look, this is the paragraph of his letter that speaks to the crime issues in that area of town and why many people that were there are no longer there. A lot of that has to deal with, you know, the work uh, situations um, post-pandemic, um, not as many people going into offices, et cetera, but part of that deals with some of the issues. It's not the exact same area that it was 10 years ago. Um, and I understand this position for Ted. I've, I've spoken before. I personally don't have a lot of an issue going down to Chinatown or Penn Quarter or City Center, do it all the time. Um, but for those that don't go downtown a lot or don't work downtown or don't live in the city, it's different, you know, and it's a different experience and it doesn't matter whether or not it's so bad, um, or the degree of bad that it is, his customers feel that it's bad and the city did nothing. This is where, you know, for the mayor and for the city, they a thought Ted was bluffing in the potential move and B ignored the reality that while they didn't really view the area as a high crime ridden area compared to some of the others in town, it was meaningful to the businesses down there and Ted's businesses in particular, and they didn't do anything about it. Ted had to pay for basically much of the security on game nights post pandemic. Now at this, so I, I, I said from the moment that this story broke and they had the, the giddy press conference, which really ignored sort of the uh, undoing of this particular area by their exit, if it, if it indeed happens, I thought that that was a bit off-putting. But at the same time, many of us, if faced with the same situation and then the opportunity Virginia was offering, may have come to the same conclusion. I mean, the deal financially is much better than the deal that they the city came in with at the 11th hour. But the idea, so on one hand, I understand that. I, I He's got businesses to run, and his customers were affected by the, in many ways, just the ignoring of the situation that Ted and his teams were in, despite them saying, look, we'll leave if this doesn't improve. But the idea that Capital One Arena can remain a a vibrant part of the fabric of downtown D.C. for years to come and part of its next renaissance without the two teams that matter, the Caps and the Wizards, is delusional. If they move, it doesn't matter that Cap One Arena is down there. You're not going to get the Caps or the Wizards. You're not going to get the best concerts. Okay, no offense to the Mystics or the Go-Go's or whatever the eSports team he has is, they're not going to keep that area vibrant as part of the next renaissance. The Caps and Wizards have to play there. And the best concerts and the best shows have to be there. And that's not going to happen. 
if they move. Denton's News next. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980 and the Team 980.com.